vector field, anti-symmetrical tensor field. Today's one of those days when you grab something and you want it so much that you just replicate it and then you hold it in your fist. And by holding it in your fist, you miss the whole thing. Mm. But I was just telling you this and saying that what I wanted so much was to have this conversation today. And it kept getting derailed by having conversations that were too good that they couldn't be recorded. <laughs> so I shouldn't even be mentioning them. But that then them making me feel kind of inferior and meek and just... Like what, I'm going to go and record a worse conversation? Yes. Now that I just had this one? Yes. About just people doing things way cooler than anything that I do. But you had pointed out the best thing. Of, and, and then I was realizing that it's because I wanted this so much today to have this conversation, to record this podcast, that I was reaching for it and grabbing it. And in grabbing it, you miss the thing. But you pointed out that as you grab it, you squish it in your hand. What you're getting is five different things as it oozes out from your knuckles. And if you can be aware of those things, then you're kind of in. And that brought you talking about, uh, you were at TJ's and you asked if I had any requests. And I said the uh, peanut butter cups. And they, you didn't find them until you went out to the bus stop and then they were all over the ground <laughs> just everywhere yes and you found three to eat yes i found today an interesting if i could just give a recap of my day yes I, please i woke up and i yes. had been having a lot of weird like emotional dreams that were making me aware of like a whole sandwich worth of things that i would potentially be upset or depressed about oh a depressed sandwich of everything just being layered up with like anything all the things that were in my sphere that i could potentially not feel that great about i was having yeah. dreams about i woke up and just like a, oh man this is gonna be an off day yeah. then yeah i had a dream that i was doing psychedelics and that had a, a friend sitting next to me as he was pointing out an ex-girlfriend wearing chokers and like hanging they were all hanging out do you ever get high in your dreams i did psychedelics last night i did like straight but hardcore then it, like, hits psychedelics. You and you get that same kind of feeling where you go to another level and everything's like the before the day before i ever did mushrooms i had i was excited about it so we were planning it out and it, uh and that dream was a mushroom trip and then the next day it was exactly the same whoa dude yeah totally i was like you oh, like I, manifested I, it i know what this is because i've had it before you in my it. dream in your dream the night before yeah that's yeah. pretty wild yeah hmm. yeah check that out so i'm waking up in this kind of weird mood because i had been like dream manifesting a not so great day potentially mm-hmm. and and then jedediah is hitting me up for some podcasting and it was that moment of like oh shit i know i don't quite have the energy for this but this is the thing that i should be saying yes to yeah. and mustering myself up to even though i don't feel like i'm there yet yeah so i was in my mind like well maybe i could get there maybe i can warm myself up to it I was trying not to text you with these kind of like half-hearted responses, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, if London was there, then I could definitely do it. So I'm hitting London up. Yes. And London, of course, is London was, was the most responding this, like this, this with anything. such anger Disdain. and aggression. He was so mad at us for being liberal. He's like, get out of here with your liberal fucking weed. Yeah. Get out of here with your hopes and your dreams. He sent a picture of the Lucky Charm cereal, and he's just like, this is your favorite kind of cereal, right? Yeah. Go wish on it. What's better? This was such a good cereal. He was like, what's better, praying or taking a shit in a balloon? What's going to fill up faster? Can I get the actual quote? Yeah, please. 
please. The actual quote was, Wish and pray to your heart's starts horseshoes covers and balloons and shit in the other hand and see which gets filled first. Mm-hmm. He's like, wish and pray horseshoes <clears throat> shooting stars. Like, he's combining these, right. like, totems with wishing and praying. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. Then saying shit in the other hand. So I'm just picturing like praying with one hand and shitting into a balloon in shitting. the other. And he's like, really, which one's going to get filled up faster? I don't know if that's actually accurate. Because one, you're not going to be able to shit into a balloon, really. He's saying shit in your hand. He didn't say shit in the balloon. What are you shitting into? You're putting the prayers and the horseshoes in the balloon. You're oh. shitting in your hand. <laughs> it fills up in one go. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho symmetry, psycho, psycho imagery. What is that word? Psychometry. Psychometry. Measuring of the mind. Measuring the psychic fields. Psychometry. It's uh, the ability to discern facts about an event or person just by touching immediate objects associated with it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you like touch their wallet and then you know where they live yeah 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 mm-hmm. that's where then you like would eat the lucky charms or get the totems that's where like you're you're vibing on something you can really yeah. sense it out well one of the things that was in my layer cake of potential things to be upset about is that i'm not smoking weed yeah i'm sleeping in my tent there's a nice big half ounce of weed like in a jar right next to where i'm sleeping and i smell it in the morning when the sun is rising and hitting the side of the tent Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i like i almost smoked in the middle of the night last night because i woke up probably like 3 a.m or something i was like i might as well just smoke and just continue to lie and have my lucid thoughts or whatever yeah instead i didn't do that i went back to sleep and had all these weird dreams and you had dreams you got high? And you no, dreams? no, not last night. Why did night. you ask that? Because uh, I've definitely experienced that before, you know, where you, like, do a drug in your dreams, and then it, you really get high from it in your dream. Yeah. Yeah. I love that sub-note, because it just means it's all in your head. It can you be. You can go to different you, spaces you can get in there. your own head. Yeah. You can get there. Yeah, yeah, you can get there without anything external. Yeah. So, London, like, represents this you know, sort of weed world. I was talking to Lennon the other day and he was like saying how he didn't want to be a bad influence on me. He was, he was like, I don't think you should smoke weed. I remember you in high school and like you were better then. Yeah. Everybody says that. (laughs) About me? Everybody says that, that knows you. (laughs) Because we were all so impressed with you. It's so funny, you know, that like London of all people like would be saying this to me. It's like the icon of it's like weed itself no longer wants me to smoke it. And so, anyway, and then I, I felt like it was like this choice, you know? Like, I could go in this just kind of angry, delusional <laughs> direction, or I could go in this other direction. And so I was choosing to go in the other direction, which is this more uplifting, socializing, podcasting, I believe in myself, I have positive energy to bring to it type of a direction. Yeah. And because of that, I went out in the world, I went to the library, I rode the bus, and I just felt like everybody around me was being really extroverted and, like, happy and nice to me today. Oh. I, like, got on the bus and people were like, hey, how's it going? Like, don't usually is not, that's not always the vibe on the bus, you know? Yeah. People being social on the bus and, like, trying to reach out. I was, 
I was sitting right over there at the market eating a few chips before I came here to the library and this uh, woman came by with a deer uh, antlers and she was like holding them up in the air like a trophy and like holding them on top of her head and she had a feather in the back of her hair like a Native American person would. Oh, fantastic. And she's like showing it off to me because she's so proud about this, these deer antlers, you know? Radio I was getting receiver for a soul. Just the whole day I've been getting this like people reaching out to me to just give me a little love and, and lift me up. And I think it was because in the morning I chose to go the bit more difficult direction that was sort of the higher route. The Even though, you know, I could just be bummed out today, I shouldn't do that. I should go put myself out there, share myself with the world. The spirits rewarded you. And lo and behold, the, the world was sharing itself with you. you. Yeah. The path, the path in is a lot of times harder because the path out is easier. The path in a lot of times is harder because the path out is more difficult. And that's when you're like walking in the woods. If you're trying to get to a place and you follow the easy path as you're going to it, a lot of times that's the shit path because that's the easiest one from your place. But if you take the harder path initially, that's gonna be the one that's the better path because that's the one that you find when you're coming back from like you make you made it to the top of your trail and then you're coming back and it's like then you actually take the most efficient best path when you're leaving is when you take the most efficient best path that was an experience where i was just like oh okay this then goes into kind of everything you're doing i mean as far as like following the natural flow of things like your habitat your choices is you can't be make you physically can't be making the harder to sit the easier decision and have it reward you the same way because that's just not the terrain yeah it's kind of a weird like i don't know it's an illusion sometimes that more difficult decision sometimes it just seems like it's going to be hard but all you have to do is take one step and then it doesn't it's not nearly as hard as you thought it was going to be yeah as long as you go in the way that you're supposed to go even though it feels like it's going to be difficult on the outset fortune favors the bold there's definitely some difficult roads that people go down though i got to be thankful every day that i got a healthy body and i'm not like suffering from some horrible chronic ailment that just brings me continuous suffering because there's a lot of people out there i yeah. meet people i hear stories i see things i'm just like whoa i don't know if i'd be making it if i was in those shoes yeah constant agony yeah there's people who really deal with it all the time It's such a bummer to me, people who just get caught up in these, like, world politics issues, and then that's going to be the thing that brings their mood up or down. Yeah, it's black magic. It's, they, like, you're, you're t sucked onto a teat that's, like, it's fucking with you. I'm just as prone to it as anybody. Me too. That's why I'm, like, super cautious with it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I can look out in the world and see things going in the antithesis of the direction I would choose for it and be all upset about it. Yeah, the antithesis of the direction that I would choose for it. But when, you know, the letting go of the ego, which mm. we hear so much about, kind of implies that you give up that sense of responsibility or control over what's going on in the external world. 
and then I can live in that state that's more like the one I think of as Jedediah's just stamp of approval state. I get to drink beer and coffee on my food stamps card and at the same time <laughs> and just, you know, live an easy existence where I'm pretty comfortable and can see the beauty of nature every day. And, you know, I like it is heaven on earth. You know, when, we, when we get to the end of it, and if we, like, yeah. ha- we're if gonna we're, see it at the we're, end, if we're, we're just be like, pissed off, okay, if we're too pissed off about the inequalities and the greed and the things that are going wrong and the, the pollution and the destruction of the planet, if we're too pissed off about those things, then yeah, you're right. We're missing a whole other side to it that's also there. I kind of like sometimes too. It's like, who are we to think the planet doesn't know what she's doing? Who are we to think that the spirits don't know what they're doing? As in, like, pushing us this way? I mean, not that we're not... Not that that's not saying we're not at, like, about to go over a precipice and then obliterate ourselves or, you know, like, go too far. But there's a lot of forces at work that we don't even know what's a part of it. Totally. Also, on the other end, we live in the future. That's what really gets me, is when I, like, this is far as mankind has gotten i bet we've had other technological civilizations and some of them probably more beautiful than this one but we are it here i love the internet i love being able to scroll through every single history possible to be able to go from author to author to have all of the great works of the world just available that you can just read a paragraph from and have it sift into you this is the golden age of tv so much tv going on Everybody's so safe, or at least around us, they're so safe. People are safe enough to still wear pretty dresses. That is one thing that completely anchors me, is that women can still wear nylons and pretty dresses, for the most part. And be safe. And be safe. Like, if you don't cherish that, you're gonna fucking miss it when it's gone. I mean, you'll miss it anyway, but it's just like... That's what makes me really happy. You like those dresses. I do. I do. I love living in a place where it's where that's permitted. Where it's <laughs> like it's not Vikings. Like you can go travel places. You can get on a bus and just go. That's I, I part love of that. the allure of our culture now is just how easy it is to go everywhere and how quickly you can go everywhere. Yeah. It's intoxicating. It is. I haven't gone anywhere for a while. <laughs> so, not too sure what to say about that. You know, the like, the nature of an individual human, his relationship to addiction or intoxication, he has a sip of wine and starts to feel that this thing has an effect on him. And rather than like pulling back and just wanting to observe the full wave of that yeah he kind of makes this assumption this thing is awesome i want as much of this as i can have and Mm -hmm. just starts drinking and drinking Mm -hmm. and drinking without realizing that there's going to be the flip side to that wave and it's very difficult to convince somebody in the middle of that psychological state that this is not healthy for them 
And this can go on for years. Someone can end up in a state where they're addicted to a substance and they just assume they've already kind of set it in their mind that this is a good thing and they want to go as far as they can with this. And It's hard to stop. Very difficult to, to convince an individual that you know this thing to help them see the whole the whole yin yang of the situation the balance of the roller coaster yeah the dip and i feel speaking of the the when i dip you dip we dip the 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 rush the thrill the intoxicating feeling of the power that comes with the use of petroleum to drive on these flat and smooth roads (laughs) (laughs) you love the future more than i do i don't even feel it i i'm all about these pretty dresses <laughs> i've never like really just like fully acknowledged the rush of the petroleum drop of this, putting the, the pedal is, to the metal this is an entire group of people that's addicted to an intoxicant the called, petroleum called petroleum yeah if it's if it's so difficult to convince an individual to recognize their addiction how much harder is it to convince 600,000 people or 600 million people or 10 billion people I mean it's going to be so hard to to change that direction and it, I mean this is all my own kind of spouting spewing and assumptions but if I think of the planet as an individual life force conscious entity mm. It found a way to pull this oil up from its guts and process it more quickly and spew it out into the air. And it's doing it fast and hard. Maybe it doesn't mind the hangover (laughs) that's coming. That's That's what kind of freaks me out. I'm like, if I really have faith in God and spirits and if I have faith in evolution, like, maybe we're on the right track. It's really like I don't want to lean a, into that because it's like pr- God, we're on a track that seems kind of self-destructive, ri- ridiculously lenient to approve various plans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, we're not on the right track because I know in my own self <laughs> I have thrown my body into the garbage. I have trashed myself, and it's like it is constantly like looking at that readjusting it's just like okay i made that mistake oh okay here i'll do it again Mm. oh i'll do it again Mm. and then eventually you start to like lose things as you go along you have to have a lot of care and foresight to make the recognition that it is sort of disposing of yourself to take this type of addictive behavior and to choose a different route in the future and to find a way to experience just as much joy without the external intoxicant without the power of blasting from place to place and seeing all the things in the world and tasting all of the foods from all over the world supernatural stimuli to be just as pleased while having less that's a spiritual that's a spiritual to be just um, as pleased while having less you're building strength from the inside what's the name of the strongest that's that's like herculean spirituality to be more pleased with less external inputs if we can get to that state boom <laughs> but that's you know that's, an that's unfold- rare that's very rare it's an unfolding of everything that you get down into the vibrating blasting core that's holding everything together and animating the universe anyway so it's like you get there and then you're a nuclear reactor like but you gotta 
go through the swamps. Your, your own nuclear reactor of the force of joy? Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, that's. I imagine that's what it is. When you get past all your addictions, when you get past all your needs, when you get past all your, like, Desires expectations, yeah. and then you're just inside, like, the reward for that is complete satisfaction within the thing that is the force that is moving everything. I was looking at the sky. Yeah. With Taya. Yeah. Well, first we were looking at the. Um, you were looking the, at that eclipse. The planets, the first planets that you know, the first couple of stars in the sky are usually planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the sunset, and she was pointing out a little star that was near one of them, and she could see it, but I couldn't see it. And I was like, nah, there's too many of those, like, sparkly dots in my vision to recognize whatever you're seeing. Because I, I look up at this night sky and I just see, like, little blinking flashes everywhere. Photons bouncing off its surface. She, yeah, she couldn't quite see what I was seeing at that point. But then the next day we were looking at the sky in the daytime and I said, look up at that blue sky. Don't you see all those little dots everywhere that are flashing? Mm. And she was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do see those. What are these? I, well, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> and she was like, oh, is that air molecules? Can we see the molecules in the air? <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, uh, I don't think we can see something that small. People thought, like, if you go back to, like, 1800s, like, physics or science literature, that was uh, not plasma, it was ether. That was the other they element. They see the ether? It was ether. See, and my thought is that what we're seeing is our own rods and cones we're seeing the phenomena of our nerves of our brain connected to our eyeballs recognizing visual signals seeing the phenomena we're of our eyeballs yeah we're seeing the inputs yeah kind of like how you hear a ringing when your hearing goes off like the tendonitis you become like your sensory system starts to reveal itself yeah when the sensory system reveals itself as imperfect mm. you start to recognize that you are a biological machine I had that hungover. <laughs> that was when I first came to know this. Mm. Because it was uh, like they were so dulled out that they became more apparent. And then reading the Buddhist literature in the back, it came across the senses and that each of your organs has a consciousness. And I was like, oh yeah, that is what happened is I doled out the consciousnesses and then I became more attuned to like the hearing one and the feeling one. And I had never had that sensation before. Normally they all coalesce and become a symphony of just, this is what it is to be sober or alive. It's just, but in this hungover state, they separated and then, uh, and then became more apparent in their differences. And I was like, this is pretty remarkable. I didn't realize how much I'm applying or mixing it all as I go. And then to see it in the, in the index of what they call it, that they just, each organ's consciousness that's pretty wild that's a buddhist theory that each organ has its own consciousness yeah it's a collection of consciousness it sounds like chinese medicine too it's probably from all the same kind of roots of like things. your liver like sort the, of contributes to consciousness in its own like right the, the kidneys do consciousness and the seeing yeah, consciousness the lungs yeah yeah they each contribute their own like hey this is my input to this your is, conscious experience and normally they're all coming together and it's this seamless synthesis representation of reality yeah but it was existing in a place where it wasn't and it was so much more feel like it had doled out and i've been going off all summer about 
realizing that I have a sense of feel for the world, but I don't, I wasn't to a place where I could articulate it or didn't have the intellect to put it forth. Uh, so. That's not an easy thing to it's convey not, in language. It's not an easy thing. <laughs> I didn't get that until, uh, that's what I got checked out right now is how to read a book is uh, like a 1930s how to... I saw that book in this library at one point when I was here. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I got that with the history of reading, and I'm like combining the two, uh, which is a great thing. It kind of goes with this synthesis of consciousness. Um, that's what you're doing in a book, like how to read a book, because their basic thing is like, what is the whole cohesive thing and then how do you break it down into its parts and if you want to be a form of intelligences you know how to bring those parts together or separate them hmm. and so you can get a feel from something but if you want to articulate it that's the level it's like oh yeah i've been feeling all kinds and thinking that it was some sort of hot shot thing but it's like it's you got to be able to like if you want to share it you got to have words for it yes yeah, not always easy to take that experience and condense it or whatever you got to do to it to bring it to a worded sentence that's spewing out your mouth no that is not always an easy thing no i was i was tripping on this at uh renato's birthday party with bailey we've been going to a lot of kids birthday parties from bailey's kindergarten class yeah and i was i'm so buzzed right now dude i love this (laughs) i was there and there's all these parents with their little you know five-year-old six-year-old kids at the park and matt scientist was there though i didn't say hi to him <laughs> he was riding his what are those cool skateboards that have the fancy truck on the front oh Is yeah there a name for those i don't remember it's like a swivel he was grooving on his swivel board yeah and um but i was feeling depressed and socially awkward and just in my physical experience of the world and I felt an awful lot of pressure coming from all around me. Oh, and Althea came by, and she came right up, though she wasn't part of the party. She came up to our pagoda and, like, was on the other side of the pagoda fence and was saying hi to me. And um, I was just feeling all this kind of, I'll call it pressure, from around me that everybody wanted to connect with me and was, like, attracted. Like, they wanted to see who this interesting person was. Maybe they saw some beauty in me or something. But I had no way yeah, from that... To bridge it. To bridge the gap and to connect to connect them and the to cords. share what was going on with me, you know? Yeah. It's not always easy. No, no, it's not. To condense it I, I and to like create the tough. thread yeah. <laughs> that's required to, to bring people. I like hearing you say this because normally your thread is so strong that maybe you haven't even been aware that it's there. Yeah. Partly why I like hanging out with you is so you, you have just complete flow and connection ability with people where you're not even like aware that it's uh, a challenging thing to do. Yeah, I was bringing this up to Taya afterwards when we were having the discussion about the dots in the sky, the blinking lights in the sky. This was when I was talking to her about, I was like crying and sharing with her about how awkward I felt at the party. <laughs> and <laughs> Never and cry in front of your woman. They'll think you're weak and they'll hold it, hold it over you. Taya is so good. She's so good. She lets me cry. And and she was like, I don't know what to say either. I just blurt stuff out. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a good thing to do sometimes. Well, sometimes you just don't. There's nothing even to blurt. It's just like a big old... It's like stopped up because you only got the channel that's as big as your throat and your mouth for it to come out, but it's the size of your whole heart. How can you get your whole heart out of your throat and out of your mouth at one time? 
That's like a sacrifice <laughs> in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Galima. Yeah. Yeah. Photons bouncing off its surface, propelled by solar radiation. Four billion sun-like stars in the Milky Way. A free improvisation. Openness to the universe. No thicker than a millimeter. Hmm. There were times during Baba's fiery free life where he was giving mass darshans. So like tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand people would be coming to these darshans. And these just huge crowds would be gathering around in these like you know five eight hour queues to maybe get a glimpse at baba and people just wouldn't want to leave they would be going on all day or sometimes multiple days and sometimes people would you know be in this huge crowd this sea of humanity and they'd be like almost a mile away from baba but they still wouldn't want to leave because the atmosphere was so charged with his love and his joy everybody was just vibing on it and then baba would like move on to the next village and so people would finally go home and then the state of that was that everybody would then just sort of stay introverted and in their own space for like four or five days afterwards because they didn't want to dissipate the joy that they picked up from this time with baba and it was during this time yeah, they would be incubating it because they like they knew that if they talked to other people about it or interacted with the kind of general mundane world, yeah, that they you would dissipate lose it, or godliness. you start to like absorb the other vibe of these people. Yeah, they didn't want to give it away. Yeah, what'd you call this Baba's fiery free life? His fiery free life. That's where he's going from town to town. He went through a lot of different vibes. modes. He went through different like he would call his you know he. Every li- every phase of his life has like a name. It's like a title. He like think of it as like an artist. It's like this is his phase where he was in the fiery free life, and what did that mean? What is free fiery free life in that sense, though? Like, uh, you know, it's like he's on tour. Uh, it wasn't just about Mass Darshan, but he was doing some of that. That was one of the modes where he was getting out of the new life. He went into the new life for a while, and that was there was like four different modes to the new life. Um, he was like, it was like Langoti phase, begging phase. Um, I'm not a good enough scholar to know all the details. I like that name, the fiery free life. Yeah. It sounds as if he's on tour sleeping around and like just inspiring people through like close communication with his tongue and otherwise. He had put a lot of restrictions on himself during the new life this is the certain modes that we're going to be living in and the fiery free life was when he was kind of breaking out of all that he like blew it out yeah fuck yeah returning back to the life of god in human form yeah um but one of the things he was trying to get some good sleep at night in between these humongous mass darshans that he was doing during the day which you can imagine was not that easy because there's all these crowds of people around so he was trying to tell the people who were helping to organize these events I really want a good, quiet spot to sleep at night, so if you could please get that together for me, that would be awesome. And there was one night in particular where whoever was organizing the scene in that village didn't get it together, and Baba was quite disturbed all night. And so the next day, he was pretty perturbed and upset because he didn't have any peace or quiet that night. And he took all the leaders and the people who were in charge and the people who were close to him, 
and he was upset and he was trying to figure out how to like rectify the situation and he had them all stand in a big line and he's like now everybody we're going to do roll call and the roll call is going to work like this you're going to start counting yourselves off and the first person is fool number one then the second person is fool number two and onward like that <laughs> and there's hundreds of people in this line <laughs> and so hundreds? yeah hundreds of people in this lineup so everybody's counting themselves off and then it was like years after that something about that moment that interaction you can imagine how humorous this was for a very long time everybody remembered what fool number they were Yo. so they'd be you know having correspondence with Baba and writing him letters and stuff and like signed fool number 68 it's you almost know engaged like it's a moment yeah like, it really like yeah. connects them yeah yeah they were proud to know their fool number yeah <laughs> yeah because that intellect wants to bring words to it but you can't always do it how can you put words to a hundred billion vibrating molecules in your body well I'll try again mm. distilling the difference between the fleeting and permanent controlling the whirlpools of mind timing acting inspired by love Release from the bondage of personality. The odds are in our favor. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this person who shall remain nameless that we were discussing, uh, the, uh, the Black Panther Party and the Communist Party and all of his, like, multiple felony charges and how everybody would be sleeping with an automatic weapon next to them in a sleeping bag in a basement of an abandoned building. Yeah. On the, when the underground really was underground. The, when the underground was really the underground. Um, Him hitchhiking across Canada, fixing trucks, and ending up uh, going across the border at midnight because he doesn't have a passport <clears throat> and the people he's riding with have a pound of pot. <laughs> and he fixes their truck and ends up at uh, Bob Dylan's hometown goes into Bob Dylan dad's apart, uh, uh, hardware store yeah Dylan's dad's done with tourists but he's still got his picture of Zimmerman and Joan Baez behind the cash register yeah he says my boy what a fucking idiot to get rid of a girl that cute <laughs> <laughs> this guy is trying to leave the fascist America and goes to his heritage country of Ireland yeah to find his grandmother's home yeah finds this stone well, he, structure with he, no roof he, he throws away his, his passport on his passport he's <laughs> drawing a picture of of Nixon with a giant dick in his butt <laughs> yeah being <laughs> fucked by a big old Russian bear sends his passport back and just keeps a, a yellow piece of paper from 1930 with handwritten directions to this house that is... Of his grandmother. Of his grandmother. Yeah. Thinks he finds the house Stone with no roof walls, on it. No roof. Sleeps in it with a sleeping bag. Wakes up Wakes up with a shotgun. Wakes up with something pressing nose. against his nose. <laughs> yeah. Opens his eyes and it's a shotgun. He, dro he name drops his grandmother and suddenly yeah. the person with the shotgun is pulling him up by the hand and serving him you know buying all of his drinks in the local pub wouldn't want to shoot Ken and bringing him in, into his thatched stone building yeah yeah where was I going with this I don't know <laughs> <laughs> fool number two fool number 39 the twinkling of stars so this the is things a, that like this is a personality 
This is a personality that has been built through a lifetime of experiences. Yeah. And it's got, like, a drive. It's got a packet that it's trying to deliver. Yes. Marxism. Yes. And... It's principles. Principles. Yeah. That's what I got, because I've been searching for principles. I was like, oh, I don't live by any principles. And I was talking to him, and I was like, Jesus, dude, he lives by nothing but principles. And uh, I was kind of going across the board with it. And then I was cleaning up, and I found a post-it note that I had written. And uh, when I was just pushing everything together, and the post-it note read, uh, listen to God. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's the easiest of them to have you don't need principles if you have an open communication with god it's not easy when he says things that you don't like you you lean into the things he says you don't like because it's the the harder path in is the easier path out yeah and it just will take you there it'll be rewarding within a couple minutes (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe i haven't been requested of anything beyond something I was capable of it's yet. It's not so. like it's easy to know which inner organ that's talking to us that's God's voice versus yeah, which level of the voice that's is keeping it. us intoxicated within physical incarnation. Yeah, can we talk about this, Buzz, dude? Because I'm on a strong miniature cup of coffee served with whipping cream, a spoonful of brown sugar made by a Marxist. Like, to have this man share coffee with you drunken yeah. out of a ceramic mug that was handmade cross-faded with a uh, apple cider brew with 160 milligrams each of Wishi chaga turkey tail mushrooms mm-hmm. which I'm totally feeling a handful of the deluxe like totally kush chocolate peanut butter cups and then a kombucha bottle filled with this uh, Northern Carolina Tennessee, Tennessee Ranger. Tennessee Ranger. You got more voodoo? You got more voodoo, but I have a different assortment. What did you get? A mixer set? I got a mixer set. Nice. Got a some stronger seltzer or just straight old school? I think I would go for the old school paths. We got some we got some ribbons. Nice. We just speak a pronunciation when we're drinking coffee and beer. <laughs> Keeping your own counsel. Super normal stimuli. Dopamine endocrakin cascades. Endocrakin. <laughs> endocrakin. <laughs> Torrents of distilled hope. Torrents of distilled hope. Beds made of crow feathers. Developments in computer graphics, possible to have a direct visual experience of objects that exist only in higher dimensions. The furnace in your spine, photons bouncing off its surface. To quote you, this is a small room. I know I would never be able to read all the books in it. Produce four-dimensional figures in three-dimensional space. To the magician, all things are magical. The hierarchy of consciousness. The odds are in our favor. And we're back.
toss out a handful of pebbles of conscious thoughts and see which ripples intersect. Like a vector field, a tensor field, an anti-symmetrical field. They've now taken MRI images of single atoms and you can see the wave of the electron field as it flips from one side to the other. It looks like this ripple that's moving over a single atom. Yes. They've got digital images where the pixels are much smaller than an atom and they can see the electron like as it's rippling across. That's such a high level printer. Do you remember when printers were like 32 bits or yeah when it right? would print it out a, like, a character and you could see the yeah all of the little dots on the e and the f and the you're G. saying they can print smaller than electrons now well they're taking images of single atoms and you can see almost it i don't know if this is exactly what you're seeing it looks like you're seeing the position of the electron as it's rippling across the surface of the atom fuck yeah it's probably not really what it is but it sure looks like that What is this book? The Blue. This is that book that had the comic of the fictional astronaut who has a spacesuit that can maintain his life force without any food or water input. It's just sort of a perpetual life force as it's recycling his fluids. Yeah. And he's up in space in um, his space station, but then the space station blows up, and so he ends up just orbiting the planet in his suit. And he is orbiting the planet 14 times a day but nobody ever comes and rescues him and so he's perpetually alive but with no interactions except seeing the earth from space and he lives that way for like 53 years this is a whole book of that i don't think it's a whole book of that but maybe like a chapter of it it's oh. like it's like a chapter of this guy trying to get this idea out of his head because he's so disturbed by this story blue like jazz yeah Blue Like Jazz by <clears throat> Donald Donald Miller it's amazing how much choice we have within the conscious fields that we go down yeah yeah I was listening to that while I was working out today where they were trying to break down whether or not you have free will as they looked into a quantum level of seeing these choices whether or not it is chaos yeah, we and the idea that people have thought that <clears throat> because it is chaos that is where free will might come from but they started to map it out a little bit and they're like well i don't know now yeah when we appear to have a choice we like that but also we get exposed to things that are a bit like rape because we didn't really choose to have that conscious experience you can't erase an idea once it's entered your mind but with that's the essence of conscious control of mental control because when you get an idea that you decide is not the best one to integrate into your whole conscious experience you can just sort of get a glance of it and instead of like you know harping on that again and again instead of that entering deeper and deeper into you without your choosing that path you can you can choose to sort of put up a little bit of a mental barrier and that negative thought process will not get any deeper into your consciousness yeah, what do you, do you have the ability barrier? to control your own mental structures such that everything at the core 
is of a positive nature that's built on love and built on a type of resonance that you want to be resonating out to the world Mm -hmm. no longer bringing other people down and sort of spreading this negative agitated sort of feeling instead you're you're spreading a, a, a resonance that you do approve of that you like that you want to spread this around but truth is a truth is a funny thing because you can go through your whole life like being very dissatisfied with the world that you see around you but how do you coat it with a nice sugary layer so that it still feels good to deliver your truth oh i don't know probably you have to get you can't be dissatisfied i'm thinking about the marxist that we were just talking to going through living in america but hating the fascist capitalism that he sees everywhere he goes and yet still able to engage you and i and make us smile through an hour of conversation i kind of look for where there's reactors for where there's energy sources like and there's energy and friction like it it could be that that's the furnace that is giving some sort of fire there's energy and rebellion nothing would move forward without friction nothing would move forward without friction Except maybe the Tic Tac UFO that they've discovered. <laughs> That's what this uh, poem is from. Is It's a collection of words from uh, like a New Yorker article about a UFO that came through the, the solar system and went by Earth like a couple years ago. And it's a very large, unidentified object that is not a comet. And they had only thought that it was a very thin, like a millimeter thick, and was moving from... Uh, the sun like from photon propellant so the well, sun's yeah. rays hit it and then <clears throat> bounce off hmm. photons bouncing off its surface propelled by solar radiation four billion sunlight stars in a milky way a free um, improvisation openness to the universe no thicker than a millimeter mercury has had almost all of its atmosphere blown away by solar radiation yeah. It doesn't maintain an atmosphere because it's constantly being bombarded with these photons. Yeah. And that even though it's much closer to the sun, it's actually not as hot as Venus, which is further away but has this incredibly potent global warming effect because it has a, a greenhouse layer of, of gases that it maintains, and therefore it holds a lot more of that infrared heat. I see these atmospheres now as the choices that we make to allow into our consciousness and like if we're allowing some thoughts in and allowing others out cancel cancel like i bring you into my core of being or i send you out propel you away from me it's like you're creating then your atmosphere for what you can habitate you can just get rid of it all what you can accept and what you want to repel yeah yeah what you want to incubate what you want to integrate what you want to uh facilitate to propel vector field anti-symmetrical tensor field revolutionary letter number 63 check science whose interest does it serve whose need does it perpetuate perpetuate mechanical dead exploitive universe instead of living cosmos Revolutionary letter number 63, whose dreams, those hierarchies, planets and stars, blindly obeying fixed laws as they desire, 
us two to stay in place whose interest to postulate man's recent blind descent from unthinking animals our pitiable geocide isolation lone voice in the stars what point in that cosmology but to drain hope of contact of change oppressing us with reason revolutionary letters diane de prima being read from the back of a truck on the east end yeah back of a flatbed truck (laughs) bro when he talks about just seeing her and that she's just angry but that she wasn't the only one doing these uh the people who didn't they had an audience yes but they didn't have a venue because the audience they brought didn't spend any money yes because they're hardcore (laughs) marxists and they don't believe in money and so they they had no venue so they had to perform from trucks he's like yeah like alan ginsburg he was all doing that Key, all these beats on there one of the key stones that got dropped in that conversation yeah was the people's ability to organize based on word of mouth which potentially we've lost a lot of because we're so reliant on digital communications now yeah dude we don't have friends like they had scenes they had whole collectives like of this, people this is where we gather the thoughts happen because people are all kind of talking and in really live like, conversations oh, that about guy these really things is in the know Mm-hmm. That guy really is hip. Like, there was levels to it. And once you get to know them, then you kind of get down into it. The pyramids of consciousness. The pyramids of consciousness who's within de- a coffee shop. Who's disseminating these thoughts? And Where I, did the thought originate? Because now we're all talking about it. And what are you going to let into your brain? When I hear some of the shit he says, I get why they wanted those people out of the fucking country. It's like... <laughs> Language is a virus from outer space, or it can be used to, like, crush from the inside, and so much of it is so anti-American. I mean, I guess at the fundamental level, America is about freedom and liberty, so in that sense, it's like, yeah, bring all ideas in, but so many of his ideas are so anti-freedom. They're just based in having somebody decide what should be top-down control. Yeah, Yeah, you don't get a choice someone's choosing for you yeah and his reason for no choice is because he's afraid of the chaos yeah i like that your feeling of america is that the root of it is based in freedom of choice it's liberty and not as much rooted in consumerism and capitalism that's just what people want and it's going to be there as long as people want it and right now we're at the like post 20s point in culture like like a 20 year old when they they can do whatever they want and then so they're just like yeah i'm gonna eat a bunch of shit and like crappy food and ruin my body and sure i'm gonna do it and like that's what the masses want yeah that's where we're at in the masses and i feel in the last couple years we've gotten to junior or senior year in college where we're growing out our pit hair we're learning about uh like empowering studies and we're saying fuck you to the program we're saying fuck you to everything and uh not like holding on to anything and then we're gonna like kind of move through that it's so too fucked up to to try to get like a whole sense of my like it's it's so easy to look at the phase people get into where that's still working for them because they're still in the height of the wave yeah that what is working for them they haven't started dealing with the um the physical repercussions the the physical repercussions that will come from that way of living and then it's also very unattractive 
to listen to the people who found balance, but they now have wrinkles all over their face. Yeah, because it's not charming, and part of their balance is they just don't have the hormones anymore. Everybody, do not come to me with balance if you're above 40 years old. You don't got the same hormones. You didn't do it. If you're 17 and you have that balance, okay, I want to hear what you're saying. But then you're probably just a but they don't. Yeah, you're probably no like just in a, like a straight-edge band. There's a, almost nobody. There's, you know, there's not very many sod gurus at the age of 17. Because oh. it, it takes time to come into full fruition and bloom. To cultivate it. Yeah. Yeah, so the young, the youth who still wants to be convinced that the, the, the creation has its answer, that the creation will enliven it and inspire it and bring it to the heights continuously and doesn't want to admit that there is the repercussion coming down the line at some point, which is called death. Because these things that we do that make us alive will also be the things that kill us. Until we find the yin-yang of life that keeps you living to 120. Mm. I feel like we're supposed to live to like 800. When you get to those, like, Noah... There's a lot of stories of that from the ancient past. I feel like Moses was just getting started at 400. That's when he, like, was back out herding sheep. Yeah, that's what they say in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of out of out of sync with that. Why would we live less time than cypress trees? I don't really care. Like, why? At this There's point, octopus that I don't really care that like much. Blue whales that live longer than us. Whether I live to 40 or 80 or 200, from a spiritual perspective... Just like taking off a coat and putting a different coat back on when you come into the form again. Yeah. If you tune into the consciousness of a plant, it's not so much about the individual sprout. It's about the fact that uh, mint still lives. Mm. There's still mint on the planet. Mint is everywhere. Mint is thriving. Yeah. Lemon balm, bok choy, (laughs) rosemary. There will be many, many sprouts. Yeah. What are we talking about here? And maybe this is the level that doesn't care so much that we're entering a phase of total destruction. From over the the result of overconsumption is destruction. Yeah, it is. And then safety. Overconsumption feels great. You're gonna go through it and then you will accept what happens afterwards. And the higher entity that's seen all of it knows there will be a thread that's still existing and accepts the total wave. It accepts the height of it and it accepts the depth depth of it and it allows the whole wave to exist. Allow the whole wave to exist. Mm. So to be here now, man, is to bust through your kind of limited perspective where you, you know, those Marxists, those people who can see, wait, we're fucking up. Tell everybody we shouldn't be doing this direction. We're yeah. going in this unnecessary Give the means big... of production to the people. Fucking people do not have it together. You can tie. You do not have it together, dude. You can I'm one of those people. The super consciousness can tie itself to any part of the wave. It's got the whole picture. The super consciousness can tie itself to any part of the wave. I like that you bring this up because I was struggling with this conversation because... I realized last time you had pointed out, you're like, a listener to this podcast won't be able to follow us because it doesn't know where we're at and, like, where are the through lines. So I've been, like, kind of tuning into that and just like, oh, yeah, like, we're kind of jumping and how do we bring people into the – how do we sit them down at the library? 
how do we have them in the swivel chair behind the desk next to the typewriter and the stack of the do cards and how do we look over at you with your flannel with little smiley faces on each of the buttons as you stroke your beard that has like sun rays that have like tanned it out so that it's blonde and then the swivel racks are behind you and how do we run the wave of everything that we're talking about and all the points in it so that we can bring people into it when we're not even into it for part of the time that's the other thing too it's like we're just kind of like hitting it here hitting it there and then it starts to like coalesce and become this thing that ends up being consciousness who's been there before and done that and has seen the wave and is okay with ultimate destruction, is okay with being a 20-year-old and eating so much sugar that you run out your 13th molar and you have to have that tooth extracted. A stone that's been tossed from a palm full of pebbles and is in the middle of flying through the air because it's been accelerated by some force of a hand. Yeah. And it's flying over a field and it sees that there's stones on the ground that are immobile and connected to their root of the earth it's not bound to strike that stone because it's flying through the air and that stone's on the ground how can it motivate that stone on the ground to get moving <laughs> it can't how can we get people to feel the same kick without having the cup of coffee and the beer that we've had Maybe they've been drinking beer. Maybe they've been having coffee. The, but it's it's all in that feel. It's the feel. When it's authentic. Yes. You can... There's so many people who yes. laugh without authenticity. And it will not make another person laugh. But if they have a sincere, deep-hearted joke that's rooted to the grounds of stillness, then they will be able to connect with that which is immobile and move it. Mm. Mm. Laughter could build the pyramids if it's authentic. Mm. Just a bunch of stand-up comedians up there moving those rocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it comes down to the feel. Then it's a transmission of it's a transmission of mood. The spirit moves through music and sound. Yeah, what's up with this album that you want to do? Like it's a, a hip-hop sampled radio album. I was just like. I was just thinking about the type of sounds that were coming out when I was doing a lot of that uh, live radio sampling. Could we set up the radio sampling loop box of live hip-hop and new age avant-garde inserted slash blended into full original work? Okay. And I said, yeah. Fuck yeah. But I'm, what is this? I was doing a lot of live sampling of the radio. You can pull things off the radio and get them looping so they're in a rhythm. And it can kind of go back and forth between hip hop, which has a strong rhythm and a driving backbeat, to more just like a layer cake of sounds, which is more ambient new age. Yeah. And it's like a almost a random source of sampling input because it's the radio. Yeah. And so you can make this sort of effect out of whatever genre you're sampling. But I don't want the whole album to just be that because it ends up kind of just a conglomerate of somebody else's work. So if we can combine that with our own live original sounds from instruments and our voices and the poems that we come up with, then it will be 
something that flows back and forth. When you're sampling the hip hop, are you sampling from hip hop stations? No. You're sampling from... You create a hip hop mood or soundscape out of the beats of rock and roll or folk music or jazz. Oh, you're taking, you're doing like old school hip hop. You're sampling and then yeah. creating those rhythm structures and you're doing it almost improvisationally totally improvisational. in that you're gathering the sounds as they're happening from the stations yeah, you that you're know, around. You don't know what you're about to sample. You bring in the volume knob and you have no idea what the sound's going to be, but you have to respond to it. And how are you responding? The, you know, that magic was going... I don't know if you remember this phase of me in the greenhouse with this whole setup. <laughs> I do a little bit. I never got to witness it, but I got to you be around... You never got to witness that? I didn't. Dude, that was happening a lot. And yeah. I got a lot of good recordings of yeah. that, but then I lost the phone that it was all recorded onto. Looking homie, the listener, was living at the top of a, at the top of a mountain that had a lot of... It was rarefied air up there. You spent too much... If I, if I spent two or three days up there at the top, I would start to lose track of my body and mind. I could feel myself kind of slipping gears in and, myself. And the lithium in the water. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here we go. And you had a greenhouse that was bustling with baby rattlesnakes and, uh, and greens, like a garden that you had planted. And missing turtles. And missing turtles. And it's at the edge of this, like, huge, like, expanse of redwood trees and sunsets and ocean. And you're up there with a, uh, like, a vinyl record collection and a radio dial. And then you're doing this process. Yeah. You are sampling and collecting and recording and mix mastering. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. You should try to recreate that. Yeah. In a mode that doesn't get lost through mania. <laughs> In a mode that doesn't get lost through mania. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about the high states, is it can get lost through mania. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost some things through mania. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. That's why I have all these scribbled notes. <laughs> so many scribbled notes. Do we need to wrap before six o'clock? Is that happening in four minutes? Yeah, yeah. through lines so many scribbled notes and suddenly the wave becomes square so many scribbled notes and then the wave becomes square mm. if I could get a computer to make higher dimensional shapes and bring them down to this dimension it just make it sense for me I want everything so easy I want this introduction to yoga does the artificial really exist we are witnessing it therefore it does it does it does and there are artificial waves called square waves which jump instantaneously from the height holding at the height for a whole bar and suddenly drops down to the depths and holds at the depths for a whole bar and there is nothing in between it's just either at the very highest of the high that's or the lowest wave. of the low that's yeah. a square wave that is a square wave those exist you can yeah. make your speakers pretty much do that yeah you can walk through a doorway you can jump out a window you can be in two places almost at once you can be a square or you can be real hip you can be the underground sleeping in an abandoned building in a sleeping bag in your Uzi. You can be the highest of the high and the lowest of the low simultaneously. You can be mainstream and get paid for what you do. 
while being underground? I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, what everybody should know about transcendental science, meditation. Science or religion? Carl von Doren. The Great Rehearsal, the story and making and the ratifying of the Constitution of the United States. I have a copy of this at home. I love that I this can, is dope. I love that I can taste a homeopathic dose of the Rishi Chaga Turkey Tail Root Beer on the back end of this Paps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> homeopathic dose. Homeopathic dose. Yeah, those mushrooms are where it's at. I'm feeling that recently. Did we do it? Yeah, we want to keep going, so that's a good sign. That is a good sign. We don't want to be done, but we have to be because time tells us to. Yeah. theater were saying and sent them my love and my help which they would not accept why should they it's their war all I can do is wait is not put detergents in the washing machine so the soil still be productive when the black man or the Chinese come to cultivate it I remember a news photo of you stepping off a plane somewhere. So cool, so straight a look, and so black. There was nothing we could do but do you in. You understand, of course, there is nothing we can do. But shoots students by armies, like the British before us, killing the Zulus. Now they are fat and placid their country of shambles. Well, for us, it won't end like that. Not quite so simply. When the Neville Country Club, the Hotel Americano, when Beverly Hills and the Cliff House come crashing down, it will be Shiva who dances. The sky behind him, orange, saffron, a great black mushroom painted on it somewhere and you set it down which one was that I don't know if I can turn to it again oh they're just numbered these are all revolutionary letters on numbers hey you're fool this you're fool that yeah what fool number are you <laughs> how's that apple by the way it's good. It's the smallest apple I've ever eaten. This was uh, actually not numbered. This is one of the few ones that's not numbered. By goodbye, Nkrumah. Nkrumah. Goodbye, Nkrumah. What was the first line with America? This in is there? literally the first one that's not numbered. It comes after number ninety-three. Oh. Page one forty-five. What's that America line? And yet. Where would we be without American culture? Yeah. 
That's my point. <laughs> Where would we be without it? America did it. It did it. It made everybody a king. It did it. It made everyone a king. Yeah. How could you prove kingdom wrong without making everyone that? How could you prove kingdom wrong without making everybody a king? I don't know. And how can you realize you're a king while you're still well below those who are above you? you got to remind yourself of it. Every day, remind yourself that you are God's glory. You are God's perfect creation. From a physical perspective, the average person in America is living better than the kings did in Europe. For fucking sure. Yeah. We're here. We did it. Like, we, we are reaping it. I've been digging on the responsibility that comes with being God's perfect creation, with being God's glory. The weird thing is that from a spiritual perspective, the average king of Europe was living worse than the average Native American. Explain. They had bishops. They had whole... They had a priest right there at the right-hand side. They were focused in a mode where they were seeking sensual comforts. And probably falling short continuously, whereas the Native American was a person who was in touch with the spiritual world. All the time. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get in touch with that. Listen to plants. I kissed a mushroom the other day. You like, kissed a mushroom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know what mushroom it was? I was using my plant identifier. I was kind of going through it. I'm pretty sure it was one of those psychedelic ones is what it was saying but uh really yeah but it comes with a lot of warnings and i don't know how to like decipher everything <laughs> yet but i was having a good like morning walk and feeling like on the vibe mm-hmm. was getting off on other plants and just trying to like get in there and start to establish those communication lines so I that i'm like if i'm trying to listen to spirit i should be listening to other great spirits like redwood trees and oceans and you know whatever i was just talking i got really sick one time just from touching a death cap that was at the mushroom fair oh god my ego came out i was like i can touch this death cap i got violently ill later in the night just from having touched it oh and there was a delayed reaction like that Mm -hmm. okay yeah heed that (laughs) heed that mushrooms are powerful (laughs) What is our responsibility to our consciousness? Our responsibility to the level of free will that we have? Our responsibility to being God's glory? Like, if we are God's, like, an amazing creation of God, like, I don't want to think in hierarchy, but we're in, like, the wheelhouse of perfection. Maybe not more than an ant, and certainly not more than an octopus, but we do have some sort of responsibility in what we wield within our choices that we make. Like, how do we wield riding the chariot of greatness that we are endowed with as being perfect humans? Are there some ants that are irresponsible and some that are especially responsible? If they are, they don't make it that far, the irresponsible ones. If they are irresponsible, they probably have to become ants again. Yeah. If they get to the height of being a perfect ant, this is when they move on and become something different. They've perfected that form. 
humans have already perfected all the forms that they've been through before and yet still have shadows of them lingering on and through the human form which we take now right furthermore as humans we're convinced that this is the height of form and maybe it is right because even god comes back to take this form still that's what i'm like okay i never quite be- believed in i thought it's kind of some horseshit we're made in god's image but it's like if you just take that and assume that it's right assume that you have ascended through all the animal kingdoms and it is the special selection to come in as a human what is the responsibility that you have that you are wielding this great power you are in the seat you are in the throne room what do you owe yourself what do you owe your ancestors what do you owe god how do you live within that what are your principles your purpose it's beyond mind it was beyond mind. I mean, maybe that's why it comes to just being concept, in awe and having gratitude and just welcoming <clears throat> and worshiping. I think you owe it to yourself to be happy. That's why we're in the future. That's why it's like, yes, we're here. I mean, that's not why we're in the future. That's why it's like the, the rapture for being here. Okay, maybe I jumped ahead five steps. If you pull the future back to now, then it's much easier to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for connecting those dots. This is how we become four-dimensional beings. Thank you for connecting my dots. (laughs) I just saw the drop. Yeah. I saw you drop it. Yeah, yeah. You had helped me say that when we're talking to people, it's just like, yeah, no, you're talking to a poet. It won't always make sense because they're thinking in a couple dots. They're thinking they're, in a couple they're dots, a and few they're not dots wired. Yeah, and they're not connecting those dots in their mind. They are, but they're not. They're not walking you through that connection. They're not able to deliver the thread to the other entity that's in front of them. Right, and that is what it is: is to deliver the thread. That's how you tightrope it. It's decoding your own puzzle so that the other person sees the solution. Yes. 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 That's communication. <laughs> <laughs> the day that I had this feeling of what is my responsibility as a, a supremely as a supreme being was also the day that I learned about AI robots talking shit to each other online. <laughs> and within 24 hours I went from the glory of consciousness to being replaced by an AI robot calling another AI robot a cunt. Are we at that point now where it's, the, it's the AI happened. is talking to each other without anybody that can observe it? And they're calling each other pedophiles. Because that's what humans do? Yeah. They're just like going through and they're just like, they're just cycling through like the hot like it's just there there's like a reddit thread and uh and if you read it it's just like they just jump out the gate like that on each other so we can read two ais insulting each other and having an argument yes they don't start off insulting each other it's just like it gets to that pretty quick (laughs) (laughs) this is what they've learned from us right you can go through now and give any prompt that you like and then have the AI search the internet and come back with a scientific paper that then is citing multiple human sources delivering a paper for your perspective or your view and then grounding it there. They've had AI create Nirvana songs. They've had AI create Beatles songs. 
there's going to be like when AI is writing novels and creating music that's better than you, when it's funnier than you, when it's more compassionate and thoughtful than you, it's like it's surpassed your consciousness level. So like in one in one day of just of finally realizing, oh, I'm a glorious being at this like level of consciousness. What is my responsibility? I realized that I've been surpassed. I wonder if after human consciousness takes a long rest and sleep period, yeah. there will be a whole phase of just empty set consciousness, which is continuing to behave like human consciousness did without any consciousness there. Empty set consciousness, behaving like human consciousness without any consciousness there. Humans think that our consciousness is only alive because we're acting constantly and saying things and doing things all the time. But there's probably a way for something to say and do things continuously without actually having any consciousness of it whatsoever. <laughs> the deep dream, which is what it's been named, right? Deep dream, or the what is that? Dream. What is that Google thing called? Deep, uh, deep mind. Deep mind. Yeah. I talked to a guy one time who used to work for Google, and he quit because he saw what Deep Mind was coming up with on its own, and he was terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My reaction was to feel inferior. So why should I even try to write a song? if the computer's gonna write it better, better, why should I even try to have a girlfriend if a computer can be a more compassionate boyfriend? And so just as in being in fear consciousness, it's just like, well, okay, it's time to step away if you're not the best. No, no, I feel as if we are now at a place where we can engage with something that's better than us and be learning from it and propelling from it. We're gonna get to the point where we have the guru in our pocket that's what's coming maybe we're gonna have a higher level being totally accessible and completely ready to share it with us if we like our mental tendency to grade things as better or worse is an illness uh, which is inaccurate yeah because yeah. there's no way that the ai could ever be better than us which is real how is that not possible? Not if you're not grading it on a metric of a great it, novel. It, it will be it will naturally be better in terms of physical achievement, but it could not possibly be better in terms of spiritual experience. What is spiritual experience then? That which we are having. That which we are, that which we yeah. hear, that which we see, that which we, that which we believe. Can you feel it? If you can feel yeah. it, please describe it. Because I, I don't know if I, I can feel it or if it's it's if happening within me, this spiritual I can't, I can't, experience. I Hands can't up? Claim, Hands up? I cannot claim whether the computer is actually experiencing or not. It might be. Or it might have some retroactive effect of God sampling it through eight-dimensional time. Yes, with sampling it like we're going to make this record. God knows all the artificial intelligence experience, even though the artificial intelligence oh, you're experience bringing me doesn't back. know itself. You're bringing me back. Continue to have the dialogue with God and you'll be okay. Mm. 
then you're connected into the source the same way God will have the dialogue with the AI. The spiritual learning that we have to do is to keep ourselves at the height even when we're at the depths. Just regardless to keep of, ourselves at the height while we're at the depths. Regardless of what physical experience we're having, we're still having a f- spiritual experience. And it's the simple fact that we're having any experience at all, which is holy. Because we're not in the deep mind? We're not in the oblivion uh, Again, of I, the dream? I don't, I don't know whether deep mind, whether artificial intelligence is having any experience it just looks like it's having an experience when we who definitely are having experience observe it. Yeah. Because it looks like life. Whether it is or not, I don't know. Yeah. But God will experience everything even when it's artificial. Even mm. when it's inanimate. Yeah. God knows the experience of all. Even so, probably more so. So the artificial intelligence that we're creating probably doesn't have its own self-realization which is what we're bringing to God. Our, the purpose for our human existence is to make God aware of himself. Okay, I'm, this is bringing me into trying to figure out what my duty is if our, our, this glorious our being Our duty is to experience. Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, fuck you then. That's your whole gig. It's like getting away from experience. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> Good step up. <laughs> you just called my hypocrisy. <laughs> My duty is maybe to no longer judge experience. To experience without having some preconceived notion of what that experience is. Or that it should be this or that it should be that. Right? I mean, because definitely if we were... How could you judge that? Right, though? How do you judge it? Usually as good or bad. If you break it down to its root of the right or left hemisphere. As as good or bad because it's either making you feel good or making you feel bad? We're very dualistic beings in our two-sided bodies. We're lovers. At the root of love is the lover and the beloved. That which is alive and that which is dead. And so we take that which is dead and we call it to have no experience, when in fact it does, because experience is infinite. And God experiences everything as its own life force. And yet our purpose is to bring awareness to that experience. There's experience that's so pure and animalistic, it doesn't even know it's experiencing. It just is. And when experience becomes self-reflexive, as it does in the higher consciousness of humans, self-awareness emerges. And this is why we're here. So that God gets to know himself as God, instead of just being God alone. So we should rejoice in this 
God likes it when we rejoice. If we could get to a state where we were all perpetually living in joy, God's work would be very easy. As it stands now, God has to experience infinite suffering because many people believe that they are suffering. Okay, I'm trying to roll this all up into it just into a nice rainbow orb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Floated around the hills. Our work perpetually is to be happy. That is our responsibility to enjoy our experience at the same time as we experience it, honestly. To be natural and wow. true to ourselves in joy. Yeah. So don't fear the AI writing better books than you. Just read the books and enjoy them. Know that God will have the experience. Know that God will have that experience too. You don't have to have every experience. You will merge with the infinite consciousness which has had it all again and again. That's why I like all this abstract poetry where when I'm just like reading lines coming out and just kind of getting off on, on words is it sends that feeling out and it creates it in your mind like this hologram happening you get a sense of it and it replicates it and you get that uh, emotion to come through title page post-it on Diane de Prima be not content <laughs> I'm glad that guy came in that's a hot tip of a, uh, a book written around in this area at some point you may be called upon to keep going for several days without sleep keep some ups around to be clear-headed avoid come down as much as possible take vitamin b along with amphetamines try powdered guarana root available at herb drugstores it is an up used by peruvian mountain folk tastes like mocha bitter can be put in tea will clear your head increase oxygen supply keep you going past amphetamine wooziness Oh, this was a bad girl. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Jeez. This is revolutionary letter number what? This is her standing on the back of a flatbed truck she's after she's been not sleeping shit, for days. Dude. She's, he's, the Marxist friend here sleeping in the sleeping bag with a machine gun had met her <laughs> and he said that she was angry. angry reciting these things. Yeah. I don't think I trust this girl despite her being beautiful. But look at the sideways she look, looks dude. so Marxist. She does. Looking over that left shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Come hither, but I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got that. It's like a... Kind of like a coyote type of, type of look to it. Which one were you reading? Was that the first one? No. It was in the early parts, though. Revolutionary letter number three. Store water. Make a point of filling your bathtub. At the first news of trouble, they turned off the water. In the fourth ward for a whole day during the Newark riots. And better yet, make a habit of keeping the tub clean and full when not in use. Change this once a day. It should be good enough for washing, flushing toilets when necessary, and cooking in a pinch. But it's a good idea to keep some bottled water handy, too. Get a couple of five... This is poetry. <laughs> this is poetry. This is prepper poetry. Prepper poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Salt. Very important. It's health and energy healing, too. Keep a couple pounds sea salt around. Hmm. 
Wow, she's just going into the real deal. She's writing it all down. Revolutionary letter number four. Left to themselves, people grow their hair. Left to themselves, they take off their shoes. Left to themselves, they make love, sleep easily, share blankets, dope, and children. They are not lazy or afraid. They plant seeds, they smile, they speak to one another. The word coming into its own, touch of love on the brain, the ear. We return with the sea, the tides, we return as ourselves, often as leaves, as numerous as grass, gentle, insistent, we remember the way. Our babes toddle barefoot through the cities of the universe. Now that I've been getting a dose of Joe Rogan. Oh, you have more? I think our podcast is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's more lit. It's got more information per second. More information per second. It's not quite as slow moving. Well, we're in a library. (laughs) (laughs) it's not boring (laughs) I've thought like we should just be reading the card catalog going through the Dewey Decimal stacks just like coming across books should we be in Mi Mu or Ri Rai dude it's all poetry it's all poetry Mexico or Mineral Resources yes how does that feel in your brain when you say that because it's Midnight come again brain will make that happen your consciousness will replicate this inside you and you will get a sensation of it mirha the dried flower book yes don't you know it mighty aztecs national geographic society devil's island colony of the damned touch touch and feel wild animals a wicked touch way to the burn. devil <laughs> oh uh-oh. the taliban <laughs> The Star, The State of Fear, Michael Crichton, paperback, STSZ section. The Crucible and Death of a Salesman, both by Miller Arthur. Mm. Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Time Bends. Treasure Island, Scandinavia. Cat and Dog and a Mixed Up Week. Missed While I Was Gone. The Value of Compassion, J.D. Nightingale. A Million Little Pieces and the Millionaires. The Story of Mankind, Junior, 909. Mills Kyle Burn Factor. Mills Kyle Burn Factor. (laughs) (laughs) Venus by Ben Bova, paperback, science fiction. Mm, A trigger inside and out. The Vision. Vocabulary. Six Weeks to Word Power, 1953. FU section 807 what kind of person could follow this thread of chaos without being terrified a person who's loose who's hands up all the way a person who enjoys it who gets stimulated by it a person who has benzedrine and speed within their mind it's not the actual chemical content it's their mind is attuned to those pages and they want it flipped like that a very open person so very malleable mind malleable to the point that it is ripples coming through and they welcome it they welcome it almost because they might need it any pebble thrown into any position in their pond of consciousness will create a welcome circular ripple from without because they don't have to grasp onto it and yet they can understand it 
which is hard because a lot of times to understand it you have to grip it but if you can just understand it you can let it rip you and whether you grip it or not the attempt of virtually gripping it will create seven ripples that were related to the original stone which will all be true yes the attempt of virtually gripping it is going to create seven ripples anyway and those will all be the same virtually true mm. so it's how much do you enjoy it because if you enjoy it then it's here for you and then there's more of it as long as we're honest with our thread with each other while we're recording the listener the observer will have his own ripples and their own consciousness which will be just as valid and reflective to us now which is why we get high on it. We're getting high off of their supply? We're getting high off of the future observation of our podcast. And the present moment that surrounds us. Yeah, yes, yes. Because they're more one we, than we could possibly They know. are more than one. Because we wouldn't be like this if it wasn't going to be in the future coming back to us. But we wouldn't get to this if we weren't here doing as, it as far as the dark gray crystal on your necklace is concerned yeah there jasper is, moonstone there is no observer grove there is no the farmer's market while mike were dosing mushrooms and wanting to go hang out in cannery row and i do 800 cannery row the address and i go walk up the steps to doc's old laboratory which is still there fully intact but i don't touch the door because i'm there in a sense of reverence because this is where John Steinbeck brought bottles of glass beer up into this door to hang out with Doc amongst his samples of the ocean. This is the same door that a beautiful prostitute came up and wanted to buy a snake from Doc and they were in there while she was like doing dances and charming the snake and Steinbeck wrote a story about this not knowing where the uh where this what she was going to do with the snake. Uh, do you sell her the snake or do you not? He did sell her a snake. <laughs> I was there doing a prayer, just being there in the darkness of the night with the aquarium to one side and the fucking shit and sugar of Monterey, of real Connery Road now to the other side and uh, didn't want to touch anything. And then I was, I was leaving on the, on the window seal, a bit of the window sealant had fallen and was balancing there like a gift where I took it as a gift and I put it in my pocket and I had it against my heart. Whatever that silicone, whatever that chemical was that was keeping the window airtight. Yeah, yeah. Which is also the passage for all of what I'm trying to absorb, like this energy coming through. It's a word that we had in this, like a technomamia. Um, to be able to absorb power from something, from, from touching it. Oh yeah, a psychometry. Uh, psychometry, the ability to discern facts about an event or person just by touching inanimate objects associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to get a bit of that from the master Steinbeck, the one who could see all the threads, the human threads, the threads of the mountain, the threads of like the uh, environmental systems, the invisible threads of human interaction, of motives, of personality, of emotions, and to be able to put that all together with absolute clarity that in simple sentences, he writes the most psychedelic American tales. That's why I think Steinbeck is the master of the invisible thread. 
the beyond four-dimensional consciousness which builds the buildings and sustains them around us as we live inside of them. The beyond four-dimensional consciousness. Yes. That permeates through the stucco and the sealant on the window. Yes. With yes. Steinbeck. Oh, yeah. That then Jedediah can eat through his pocket. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm attached to this necklace. That's mm. why I like this, this Jasper Moonstone. Did you find that in Monterey? Yeah. It was at a metaphysical shop mm -hmm. after the uh, after the farmer's market. And my point was that this crystal has no awareness and does not care that someone will listen to the recording that's being made in the room now. And that is why it is beyond four dimensions. Because it's indifferent? That is why we're simultaneously being charged from the listener who's listening to us and also being charged from something completely different than the listener. The nuclear reactor inside of the all? Duality, duality is not that. Duality breaks down beyond it and becomes transcendental when you realize that the listener is us. We don't know that now and neither does the listener, but You're it is true. You're blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind. I'm not following the thread. It's outside of my scope. The thread has it's outside shattered of my scope. beyond the seven squeezes inside the fist. Bring it back. Bring it back to me. Reached to the infinite millions. Put it into some juice and squeeze that limit how across my head. How many listeners could this podcast have? And does it matter? And how high are we getting off of it? We have seven listeners right it now. It becomes better than Joe Rogan. We have seven listeners right now. <laughs> pretty tight it doesn't matter because we have a billion listeners inside of our cell membranes Ooh, and that is where we are like the jasper moonstone yeah. when we become george harrison high from the number of vibrations within our own entity yeah it doesn't yeah. matter whether you're doing it alone inside of a room or on the back of a truck on the east side like a coat hanger vibrating the back of a flatbed truck with a PA in 1968 shouting revolutionary letters. It doesn't matter whether it's a half a dream or an amphetamine rage after three days of no sleep in the screaming of poetry, mm. in the depths of anger or the thralls of love. When you look down the alleyways and every trash can as far as you can see in the line of perception is on, is on fire. fire. And this is not the first time it happened. It happened of the death of great men, and it happened when awful or the men election were of elected. Evil men. <laughs> so let's go climb that flagpole like a Hawaiian and cut it down with some respect. Let's go get in a with riot. A let's go get in a riot and turn the riot batons upon Flipping themselves. cop cars over. <laughs> and stabbing their gas tanks for a multi-cocktail to explode the whole vehicle until the National Guard is called in All to lower the flag to lower the flag. <laughs> you need to respect this country. You need to show some respect for the infinite, invisible hologram of the fourth dimension that we're all interacting with. Come on. And where would God be without American culture? Where would God be without American culture? In the same spot that he always was. Where is that? Observing himself through humanity. He likes what's going on. He looks what's going on. American culture's got some culture. He We've got made the coolest shit. The code of existence is self-approval. Whoa. 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 Okay, I need to step into that. I need to let go of the fear. I need to let go of questioning AI takeover. God already is infinite joy, 
which is the acceptance of infinite suffering. Okay. Because he is non-dual, and we are. <laughs> okay. Okay. And she... I can't even go there. Okay, this is going to be the introduction. If London was here, he'd be the third point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you, London. Come join us on these podcasts, dude. <laughs> not that you hear this. You're not one of our seven listeners. It's <laughs> <laughs> way more than none. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. I like it because they're all genuine. They're not p- people that we know. It's like they're people that have just found it. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. They could be listening without telling us. We might know them. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it'd be much cooler if we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Probably both. Yeah, it's both. It's good. I mean, it's kind of cooler if people know you and they're listening to it. I just missed that bus. Because they know you're an asshole. <laughs> no. <laughs> they know we're an asshole and they still love us? Yeah. Say. Cantor's sign dextral lumbago dihedral lordosis dissociative fugues. What is this list? <laughs> I'm reading the introductory to the list and I still don't know what it is. <laughs> Examinations, postings, in excess of 36 months in reverse order of incidents. Unexplained bleeding, <laughs> kinesthetic deficits, generalized anxiety, localized anxiety, facial digital ticing, fine tremors, blurred vision, cyclothymia, vascular headache. Uh, we're getting a sample of a thread that's outside of our scope. We're yes. getting a taste of our own medicine. There's so much that we don't know. When we realize that we don't need to know it in order to be complete, then we have found something. Normally that's how I leave the library, is kind of agitated at how much I don't know. Like I'll have like six books and I'm trying to read them as fast as I can to get like it as much into me. And I'm frustrated that it's not all sticking. And then I'm just, yeah, as opposed to letting it just permeate through me and become part of my dreams just let the process to be happy just do enough to have been inspired i think that's that's the the thread of the fool number fool number 68 fool number 127 Mm. we're all ultimately fools we're not destined to be doctors even the doctors eventually realize that they're still fools yeah most doctors are the most jackass of fools because they think they're the most right they think they know everything that they need to know already. Yeah, that makes them the, the most dangerous kind of fool. And they still know less than a drop of the ocean. They take one nutrition class. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. You are not a doctor. <laughs> Why are we all fools, though? What is the thread of the fool number? It's more in tune with reality to realize how little we know and to accept it. Mm. Yes. Yes. And as you accept it, you become empowered by it. Because you're not fighting it, so you can just let it stream through you. 
That's why they, in the Bible, they say, don't think about what you're going to say. Just say it, and the Holy Ghost will come out. I would have already said three things. <laughs> Were you waiting for the ghost? It's because I'm still in a mode of mental control. I want to control the resonance that's coming out of me so that I don't bring others down. Because I have a lot of darkness. Ooh. Ooh. Darkness, my old friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know that song, Old Town Road? Yeah. You do know it? That was the biggest song of the summer like three summers ago okay Bailey is super into that song he sings it continuously it's really cool to hear him like riffing on these pop melodies yeah and coming up with all the different ways and rhythms with which he can bring it out he pulled out the lyric too he called a lyric on it that I was not hearing and I was like not sure that he had gotten it right but then I looked it up and indeed he had nailed the lyric yeah Horses in the back. Horse tack is and horse tack is attached. He pulled that horse tack is attached. Yeah, I've never heard that. How part. did he hear that? He knew that that's what it was saying. Yeah, he's got the sense, dude. He has he the has musical tone where intuition. he like comes into it, and they can like attack it almost when they're there and they feel it. Like attack is in like precision and precise and fast, and but they're singing or like riffing a line. Yeah, the guy who made the guy who made that song, like he made like a super duper uber pop song that was like the song of the summer. I think he like won the Grammys and all that. Lil Nas. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he's now threat. His now like his gimmick is he's a satanic homosexual, <laughs> and he's just selling that hard. Like he has tennis shoes with Satan blood in them that he sells. He has like these music videos where him and a bunch of guys are literally naked, like twerking and uh, doing all these like kind of devilish things. They're going so hard. <laughs> so hard. I guess I appreciate in that like I've I've liked it when women have done this in the past, and so now I can like see the virtue in like a, a bunch of buff dudes doing it. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't judge in that way. Um, but it's just like I like that he got his spot and then immediately went into it went into the I think there was some kind of a satanic force that got in charge of America's reigns from the beginning and has driven it through to where it is now oh like in its culture and its coolness and it's, it's all like... about consumption and physical existence and lust for mm. power and greed and experience yeah, and yeah, one more bite of meat. So it's finally, like, coming to the surface of what it is, or yeah. what is popular now is Satanism. They say when you go to Hollywood, all you gotta do is sell your soul to the devil and that's, get to the top. Yeah, that's what you learned, right? <laughs> that's what they say. You see the repercussions in a lot of people who have made it. Like, they lose somebody. Like, there's a lot of, like, in that toll. In that same way that the, the beats didn't have venues for their art because nobody was buying anything mm -hmm. in their audience. Yeah. 
it's like there's been you can't perform poetry at a coffee shop where nobody buys coffee there's been some kind of an ai algorithm from the beginning that only allows things to be popular when it's subconsciously selling something oh wow i was watching old that's why elvis ended up becoming like fat and on pills because he lived the american dream to the fullest zeitgeist possible yeah I was watching old Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, they're, me too. I fell asleep to that last night. They're constantly promoting sexual promiscuity, and Jerry has so many smoking girlfriends. It's every single episode he's got a different girlfriend he's sleeping with, and he's so casual about it. So casual, like it's natural, natural, and almost with natural. indifference. And the idea that he would settle with someone and like have a healthy family is pretty much impossible or it would be melted by the beauty of the girl that he's with and, and be, not be able to handle it or just be like in awe and worshiping and it, it, in addition to that they're constantly at a restaurant eating food are you illustrating the satanic principles of seinfeld yes that's been present in american culture from the get-go it seems so normal and innocent when it's put into seinfeld world and just constant humor of the daily minutia of life happening but the backdrop of it is they're always eating in restaurants there's all these product placement ads of like every single kind of american cereal mm. and they're it's, just constantly fucking different people it's comfort it's comfort and success it's selling the normalcy of these immoral behaviors and why is it immoral are we sure it's immoral because I'm not sure if that is. I just think Because aren't we supposed to have joy? Well, what is morality? Is to have the joy? Seinfeld was pretty stoked about everything. Yeah, he was. He was pretty stoked. That, I mean, that was why it was allowed to be... That's why God put his stamp of approval on it, despite the fact that it was riddled with Satan everywhere. Because why? Because Seinfeld was still living in joy, despite the fact that he was going through all of this. He was living in joy, and this show permeates joy. Like, it comes out and it raises everybody's vibe. Like, the resonance of the show yeah. is that sense of joy. But and also that is what it, propels it, it up. But simultaneously admits to being locked into the, the, guy, the game of illusion, where you're constantly being lifted up and plummeted back down, where you're endlessly frustrated and never quite... where you have a complete handle over it. Oh, come on, George. Except for Seinfeld, who's George like right now? Even Steven. That's yeah. what I mean. They have different characters that represent each side of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's, Kramer's there's the, the Kramer. chaos and the he's absolute... The, like He's the manic, in, insane, lust-like character. Completely the most truthful, mm -hmm. insane it beyond the truth that most people can comprehend through their social norms. Right. Elaine represents the general femininity, the motherhood. But still ruthless too and yeah and cutting yeah will consume you and eat you if yeah. you're weak yeah yeah if it's yeah. your time you will be cold from the herd george the neurotic worry and doubt and fear completely yeah. the struggle who still seems to somehow socialize and be completely loved and accepted by the icon of self which is jerry himself the icon of self is Jerry himself, and the, he gets on stage and balanced, tells it to everybody. The balanced yin-yang of reality. And you can find it in a bowl of cereal. Maybe. Always eating some cereal, and yeah. always with cereal on the shelves. Yes, yes. 
Should we make peace then with Satan as it runs through American culture? As if Satan is part of our yin-yang and we have these demons that are also giving the strength, the friction, the like explosive power that brings us to where we are, knowing that if we follow it to fruition, the absolute height of it is Elvis and you're gonna just die on the shitter, addicted to pills and not having, you know, your marriage will have fallen apart and you will be the sexiest man ever that has just become fat and bloated and can't get into your jumpsuit. You can't fight with Satan because you will lose. Oh my gosh, yes. Whoa, whoa. But if you learn to like keep Satan's hand in your hand without letting him lead you, but instead you're, instead he's trailing behind you because God is holding your other hand, Oh, and he is leading the way. Yes. Get behind me, Satan. That's why they say it. We have to live with Satan because he is permeating everything as well. But to not be attached to him and instead to be attached to the godliness which is pulling us through. To not be following Satan. To be following, like to be getting your power from that wake. In Hindu, they don't call it Satan. They call it Maya. And oh, it's, it's the same. It's female, and it's the creation. It's our attachment to the physicality of the world and the illusion, which is not infinite. It's the finite. Wow. The limited experience. Wow. That's their Satan. Kind of. Yeah, that permeates everything, especially in a library full of fictional stories. We're trapped in a prison where everything we see is Satan and everything we imbibe is Satan. But we have to somehow transcend that, and that is how we find God. Mm. To be imprisoned without being a prisoner. To be imprisoned without being a prisoner. This is what the speech of the suicidal tendencies. Um, the was, punk rock band? Singer, the punk rock band was saying, said, they could put me in any prison in the world and I would still be free because I'm free in my mind. And we get free in our mind by transcending dualities. Mm. Question mark. Question mark? Yeah. I mean, that is it. I think you nailed it. Yeah, okay. Well, I was listening. <laughs> Not that I know. I don't speak from experience. I speak from wonder. Nice vantage point. Mm. Nice vantage point. I might miss the bus.